Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Chris's Comics. I'm joined once again by my esteemed Talk Nerdy to Me co-host, punk rock pirate Time Lord, Mr. J. Bidet. Will you ever get sick of me? Never. No. I can never get sick of that face. <laughs> Got a face for a podcast. Face for a podcast <laughs> and a voice for a silent movie. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for joining me again, Matt. Not a problem. I mean, there's one thing that I love to do, and that's talk about comics with you. Okay. So this is just wonderful. The feeling is mostly mutual. And today we're going to be talking about, if you hadn't have guessed from the beautiful intro by... So that intro was actually a track by my friend Graham Mathias. Thanks Graham, he, appreciate that man. He has a, a band camp, it's under the name Resington, R-E-S-I-N-G-T-O-N. Go resington.bandcamp.com, he's got four albums of all stuff he's recorded... The vocals on that were mine, he's got much better vocals, and the guy's a serious guitar shredder, check him out. Awesome, yeah, cheers Graham. But yeah, we're going to be talking about Dark Knight Metal here today, <laughs> the uh, DC comic miniseries which turned into a lot more than that really, plenty of spin-offs to go through as well. Um, yeah, me and Job have both read it, and we're going to get down and nerdy with it in a bit, but first of all, we're going to be talking about what we've been reading recently apart from that. And then just to even it out a little bit, we're going to have some Marvel preview stuff. We're going to have a look, little look through that preview book, see what's coming out in June. Full of comics and a comic podcast, that's what you want. That's what you want? Mm-hmm. Comic crypts. <laughs> that was, I was not, right, I want to say for the record, that was not me hitting hours. Just because you, you've got to stick up your ass from me being the favourite now. <laughs> I'm not happy that Jay Lee likes you more than me now. <laughs> Wear this stuff more. I have more Skeleton Crew merch than you You don't do. fucking wear it. That's because I have like a billion t-shirts. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Hashtag, hashtag I digress. <laughs> Walked into that one, didn't we? Yeah. The old Chris's comic staple. Right then. So, Job. What have you been up to and what have you been reading? I've got, I think I've got quite a bit here since I last spoke to you. Um, I know for a fact, I don't think I'd read... Uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, yeah, Manhattan Project. Oh, the Manhattan Project. That's yeah. a that's a favourite of mine. That I read has... the entire the entire run of that. It was great. Well, oh, it's a was now, so it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I've just read the first trade. I like the name of it. I've always liked the name. You always recommended read it. Yes, I recommend everyone pick this yeah. up. It didn't go in any direction I thought it was going to go. <laughs> it's really comic booky. I like the artwork. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm going to pick up the next one. It's very, really yeah. unique, isn't it? I'm not going to talk. Uh, other than the fact, if you know what the Manhattan Projects were, like yeah. a, any idea, that's the closest to a clue of what the plot is. If you don't even know that, just go into this blind. It's totally worth it. Yeah, from Image Comics. Mm-hmm. I think it's Hickman, isn't it? That um, writes it. It is Hickman, yes. Yeah, yeah. Who's the art buyer? Patara. Who? Patara. Patara, is that just like Madonna or like Prince? I just literally know it says Patara. Like it says Hickman oh. Patara. Oh, that's the surname. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the colour is by Geordie Belair. Fresh oh, Prince of Belair. Fresh Prince of Belair. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. does amazing colour work. And in that book particularly, really Well, there's shine. certain, again, I'm not, I'm not going to give anything away, but when certain things happen, mm. um, the colour work is really nice in it. Yeah, it's a really mad concept. It, mate, it is. It was like it was like an acid trip. Yeah, that's that. a good way of describing it, was, it. So I was like, I I kept like turning to Eve, going, "You've got to read this yeah. after me. You've got to. Yeah. If you like your history, if yeah. you like your mad comics, yeah. and you like your indies, yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. get on that. Yeah, 
I do re- thoroughly re- recommend that to anyone that's into the indie comics and you know mad stuff. Check out Manhattan Project. I picked up Dark Knight, which is by Paul Dini, which is actually his Vertigo story of the bad uh, the, uh, accident he got into yeah. or the little scrimmage. It's like a semi autobiographical. Autobiographical. Yeah. Yeah, it was, which I didn't even know it was that. As I know it is, it was by Paul Dini, so that was cool. Yeah. It was Batman, Batman ish, and it was on Vertigo and not DC, which intrigued me. And yeah, it's Paul Dini telling a story out of his life and involving the characters throughout. And it's very fucking, it is a fucking dark story. Yeah, I mean, I've not read this. I know about it because of the podcast that I listen to, the Batman podcast, uh, Bat Force Radio. Mm. They had Paul Dini on the show and he talked about it. His. Uh, Incident that incident. happened, uh, but yeah, it's it sounds like it'd be really dark. Um, so how how is it handled? Like it's just handled like it, it's, is Batman in it? What Batman, what? Joker, Harley, Mister um, Freeze, Poison Ivy—they're all in it, but they appear like are they like I think, oh, what's imaginary that? friends? Kind of. What's that? Sh- um, Rick Mail was in that movie Drop Dead Fred it's like Drop Dead Fred that's the best way I can put it it's like Batman meets Drop, Drop so Dead so is it Fred. actually Paul Dini yeah it's actual Paul Dini and he's talking to all the people and he's letting you get in the behind the scenes of when he worked on the animated series and also oh. into his personal life and then these all the your favourite Batman characters drop in like Drop Dead Fred characters but it's fucking dark it is yeah, dark so I can't remember what exactly happened to him he was assaulted wasn't he yeah yeah. he was assaulted quite badly and it fucked him up yeah proper bad but so right after that I was like I should read some actual Batman to bring myself back up and I read Gotham by Gaslight oh right I, see I've not read this Abby has she really enjoyed it uh, I have watched the animated movie but apparently it's that's completely different. Apparently, yeah. it's very, very loosely based on the concept of it. Mm-hmm. Completely different story, um, different characters. I'm, I'm going to. I'm not going to. T- have you, I, have you watched the animated movie? Yet? No, I've not yet. Right. So that's next on the list. Well, well that applies for a talk nerdy podcast. Is we watch every Batman animated movie. Oh, I like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah, dude. You've got I've, them all there yeah. looking at me. Apart, right, from, have, you, have you got Gotham by Gaslight there? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Have you? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then after how do you think I would have watched it? I ain't no pirate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'd buy the Blu-rays, mofo. And then after that, I read um, the fabulous light. The, sorry, the, the true lives, lives of the, the fabulous, fabulous killjoys by Gerard Way. Right, I own the single issues to this. I can see by your expression already that you didn't enjoy it. I did not enjoy this. <laughs> I was okay. So what really annoyed me was I, I don't think it's Gerard's fault. I I. I just because he's also I want to read the backstory on it because there's a load in the back about how he took work with other people and a couple well, of, of writers. But I just think they chopped up a perfectly good story. There was moments in it which were great. I liked his use of language. I liked the story, but they felt like the story was muddled up so much. And there was bits that were mentioned and then don't get brought up again. It reminds me of how people describe Lost. Uh, I just didn't. End, I, I just saw so much potential. And it just well, it was based on. Well, this story they they did the album on it, didn't they? But I feel the album, Danger Days. Yeah, but yeah. but the videos of Danger Days imply the videos are set before this album. So I get when it's referring to like, oh, these guys are dead. Yeah, I saw that in the video to that song. Yeah. that's fucking cool. But that's what you want to read a comic book on. Their yeah, story. that story. Yeah. I didn't want to read Not this after. one as much. Yeah. and then there was stuff that um, there was stuff that didn't exactly make. 
entire sense. Like uh, I, I don't like to spoilers. I, th- I it think was just it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm going to give it a second read. I'm going to wait a few months mm. to give it a second read. But I do think every time I read this, I'm going to go. <sighs> yeah, it ain't no Umbrella Academy. Put it no. that way. It kind of was, and it wasn't as critically received as Umbrella Academy. Um, I think. On this occasion, Gerard's ideas kind of got away from himself a little bit. Yeah, this, I think this, you can see it, yeah. this potential. That's what I would yeah. call it. The true lives of the potential killjoys. Yeah. I mean, I love the art by Becky Cloonan. The art's gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, man. actually, hold on. No, no, no. I'll reverse that no. comment. The art is sometimes gorgeous, and other times it's just horribly annoying. <laughs> I, 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 that was one thing. I remember I'd be turning over a page, and every time there'd be a splash or like a large panel, I'd go, "Okay." All right, I'll I'll let you have that one. Uh, as we go over a few more pages, we go. Someone's tired. <laughs> someone's maybe just phoning this in a bit, and, and oh, someone's had a word. Someone's had a word in the rear, and they've picked up the game again. I just, I, it was so up and down, oh, but not in a good way. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the, finally, I am currently um, on the Tom King run of Batman. Oh, nice! I've just finished the first six. Issues, yeah, and I was about to start the next six when all of a sudden, uh, I don't think these are spoilers. But all of a sudden, Clayface is with Batman, and I was like, "Hold on, this is Detective Comics territory here." Yeah, um, I checked, and it is Batman issue. It says it's Batman issue six seven. I'm reading because I'm reading it in trades. Yeah, so I've ordered. On Amazon Prime, Detective Comics number one, because I have a feeling that they're interlocking somehow. Oh, right. Um, you see, I, I did read a bit of Detective Comics when that was going on, because he did have Clayface on the team. Mm. Um, but I kind of dropped off that. I, I didn't enjoy Detective as much as Batman. I know there's people that are the other way around completely. But, um, the, yeah, there was a storyline after that first, like, Gotham one. The first Gotham, um, right? So the Gotham one ends, right? And at the way, the way it cliffhangs, yeah. I had a feeling we were going to go into this epic story that yeah. was a direct continuation. It's and na- it's not. No, it's Night of the Monster Man. Is yeah. That what, is that what you're up to? Yeah, Night of the Monster Man. Yeah. Which is kind of in continuation, but it started... This is the thing about Tom King, right? Mm. Is that he seems to not have Batman react properly to how I would gauge him to react. Okay, wait until you read the the latest stuff. After, like, I am Bane, I am Suicide, I think when he hits his real stride is um, War on Jokes and Riddles. Yeah, that right. is, I've heard that's amazing. Yeah. And what I've read in this is dead good. I really liked, I, I liked um, the fact he's bringing back really obscure... Like uh, enemies like Kite Man Kite and Man. Stump, yeah. stuff like that. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Great. Making it like. And in, in, not again in this Monster Men, he goes to get some DNA puzzle, a giant syringe, and puts it in. Yeah. And I liked how comic booky it was. I liked that. But what I didn't like was. I didn't like the Monster Men storyline at all. Well, in haven't... fact, that really put me off it. But that was actually, now thinking about it, that was a crossover with Detective Comics. And I think that that's was... written by other people. It does say yeah, storylines. Yeah, yeah. It's a story yeah. by Tom King. Yeah. And uh, script by and then other people. Mm. So this isn't directly Tom it King. It was James Tinian that did Detective. But, it, well, um, yeah, James yeah. Tinian. Um, but just going back, a good example is in the Gotham, the I Am Gotham story. Um, the there's the first six issues. Yeah. So when Batman first meets these two other characters, which if you've not read it, I'm not going to say that, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Gotham and Gotham Girl. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> They're in the first issue. Okay, I suppose. <laughs> um, he just goes, 
okay, and jumps off and leaves them completely. Like, first encounter with them, he doesn't even try and find out who they are until like, a few issues later when you find out who he is. But his reaction to them, just, he doesn't even question them. He just goes, they arrive, they help him, he just disappears. Doesn't want to have to have anything to do with them, but doesn't even warn them. Doesn't say, stay out of this, or who do you think you are. Just disappears. Well, I and think... that to me wasn't Batman. Batman um, would be... Batman would say something, but a line in the sand. I think that he knows how incredibly powerful they are, and he wouldn't be able to stop them, even if he tried. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, I don't said know. A few, he, he's, he's threatened Superman. He knows how powerful Superman is, and he's threatened him. Yeah, but like you say, these guys are new. He doesn't know what the agenda is, doesn't know their origin. I think it was, you know, shaky uh, territory. But. It was it's just, it was poor, even a little a little thought bubble, like a little thought box saying like, <laughs> yeah, going, not, not messing with these guys today. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't seem right. But, so so Tom King hasn't um, he sold hasn't it He hasn't quite struck me yet, but I can see, I can see, I can see good in him. Yeah. It was, it's mostly good with some little bad bits, whereas Fabulous Killjoys is mostly bad with some good bits. Yeah, it's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Now, I, I'm looking forward to eventually catching up to that Warren Jokes and Riddle story. Because I am. I think you'll enjoy that a lot. And, you know, what he's doing currently has turned a lot of people off, including Fieldmouse. He's actually dropped that book. <gasps> he's read Batman, for, I think, for most of his life, but for, for once he's actually dropped it. He, <laughs> he hates it that much. Oh, um, my God. Because he said he, he doesn't give a shit about watching Catwoman and Batman get married, which is fair enough, but there is a lot more to it than just that. Well, I'll, Believe I'll, me, I'll, there's I'll a lot more to it. To well, I, th- I love Tom King for his character development. It's not so much about the big bombastic action. If you want that, go to Scott Snyder. Yeah. If you want elaborate storylines and convoluted Well, we're going to talk about that in yeah, a bit. We'll yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But t- I really like character development and, and, and stuff like that and the quieter issues. And Tom King nails that. And the art is brilliant. Mm. I, I can't remember who... Oh, it was David Finch at the start, wasn't it? He's nice. Mm. Mm, very nice. Yeah. He's, he's nice. He's, uh, he did Wonder Woman for a bit, which really pissed a lot of people off. Why did it piss people off? Because apparently he over-sexualised her or some shit. I don't know. I, you can I say know. that about a lot of female characters. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's funny territory, that. You can over-sexualise or you can be like... Um, Frank Miller and be a sexist pig when and draw them so badly that it's like, oh, you just wanted to offend her. I don't know. <laughs> I like Frank Miller. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway. Uncle Frank. <laughs> um, what have you been reading? I've been reading... Uh, I read Action Comics issue 1000. Oh, right. And it was really good. Is it good? Yeah, I don't read Superman comics anymore, really. But obviously I had to pick that up because what a milestone... A thousand issues, mm. you know, I had to get it. I also bought the blank variant because I thought I could get someone to do a nice commission on that. You know, get my own little yeah, piece I saw on that. Yeah, yeah. So if, I mean, if I were you, I would get a photo of what the cover of Action Comics looks like and find if you ever meet the artist, get commission him to do the exact same thing but with your head. Yeah, you see, it's Jim Lee who did the cover, and he charges about eleven grand a piece. So. Well, if you saw, <laughs> saw your head, maybe you might do 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking, see, I've been racking my brains thinking about who could do this nice commission for me on it, because I don't really want a sketch. Mm. You know, I'd want a proper piece. And I'm looking over there at my Batgirl by Chris Wildgoose and thinking, 
he'd do a cool Superman. Wild by name, yeah. wild by nature. <laughs> so yeah, I might hit him up for a commission on that. But anyway, I digress. Action Comics issue 1000 was really good. Um, it had loads of different stories in by loads of different artists and writers. Um, and it was just perfect. It it kind of it was a bit meta as well, sort of reflecting on how much of an impact he had as a as a character and his legacy and why people need him for hope and stuff like that. Does it address why they've brought back the red panties? They do talk about bringing back the red panties. Oh, so you talk about bringing them back, but not don't do they bring well, them back? Well, you see, the story at the end is by Bendis, and there's two girls that are like helping Superman out because he's been thrown into their building that they're working in or something, and he's unconscious, and they're talking around him going, oh, he's wearing the pants again. Why is he wearing the pants? And, and that's about it, really. It's typical Bendis dialogue, really, yeah, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, but that, yeah, that's another thing. This is the first time, this is the first story that Bendis has done for DC. And he does this Superman uh, little story at the end, which is going to follow on to his run on Man of Steel, which is, I think, a six-issue miniseries. But he's doing Man of Steel. He's doing and, Man of Steel. And, and then when comics. that finishes, he's doing Action Comics and Superman issue one. Right. So he's going to be on... Well, three Superman. I just was laughing my ass off listening to Chronic Crypt. Listening to fucking Jay. Chronic Crypt. Chronic Crypt. That's what they are. Oh my god! That's it. We've just renamed your podcast. You're just like they're just like all the time. They're like you should be talking out of UK. You should be Chronic Crypt. And why have they not called themselves that? Jesus. Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. No, I'm saying like they they were they <laughs> couldn't wrap their heads around like why is he doing all yeah, of them? All and the I kind Superman. of I got him on that. Have you seen those adverts as well in the comics? And it just says in massive Superman letters, "Bendis is coming." <laughs> <laughs> it's like steady, yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon he announces that, that to his wife? wife yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was handled perfectly. It did the character justice. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. Um, had some really nice uh, pin-ups by various artists as well. Some nice-looking art in it. My friend, my, I say my friend, uh, Marv, Marv Wolfman. Your friend Marv Wolfman! <laughs> my friend Marv Wolfman. Because we have, um, you know... Talked. We have hung out, and I got a selfie with him once. My, my, my close friend Marv Wolfman, he penned a story in this. That was an interesting one. That's something to ask him next time you see him. I bet you. I bet you if you see him, no one will ask him about that. They always will jump straight to other stuff. Yeah, Say, what Teen was it Titans. Like? Coming up with an action Nightwing. comic story, yeah. No, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed that. And I will be checking out Bendis on Superman. Just out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. You know, Bendis, I think we've talked about him before on this podcast. He's very hit and miss with his stuff. But when he's good, he's good. You know, hopefully he'll be good on this book. I don't think it's a very good fit for him, writing style. Well, wise. we'll see. It, sometimes we'll some see. people work really well outside their comfort zone. We'll see. He needed a change anyway. Oh. Um, I've been reading Cable, as usual. That's fant- fantastic now with the new creative team on that. Um, Zach Thompson, who liked my post on Instagram, he's the new writer on it. Um, oh, right. So, yeah. Thanks, dude. Keep up the good work. Awesome shit. Not that you can listen to this, but yeah. I might do. Um, I've been reading uh, The Terrifics. Right. I wanted to ask you about this. Now, I know we ripped into this book 
on the podcast. We didn't rip really into it. We were. It ripping... wasn't out yet. Yeah, it wasn't out, and we were actually ripping into the other Concepts ones. of it. No, <laughs> it, was, it was the other ones. No, there's a terrific set, and there's mm. a mystery men or whatever they are, and we don't fucking know a single thing. And yeah, we kind of ripped into these being like Fantastic Four, yeah. and they are. But um, anyway, yeah, I was going to avoid this book because it looked like a rip off the Fantastic Four, but then I heard some really good reviews on it. And I was like, well, Jeff Lemire's writing it. It might, I, I, it might be good. You know, Lemire is amazing at, at what he does. So I begrudgingly picked it up um, after it had been out for a few weeks. I just, I just got it on eBay pretty cheap, a cover price. Um, Rob Rees does the art in it, and the art's really good. And I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Does it say metal um, on there? Yeah, it's basically it's addressing some of the stuff from Dark Knight's Metal. So tying into our main subject of the podcast. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you want to have a flip through it? Well, my thing is, right, can you, maybe you might know a bit more of it more now, but look at Plastic Man here, right? Yeah. I love Plastic Man, by the way. He was great in this. He looks looks like a really happy person, right? But I've just read Dark Knight, um, oh, what's it fucking called? The second Dark Knight. Um, Dark Knight Returns. No, no. That's uh, a Dark movie. Knight Strikes Again. <laughs> Dark so Dark Knight Strikes Again. And in Metal, oh, yeah, they yeah. act like Plastic Man is this fucking really dangerous, psychopathic, Joker-like creature um, that well, they don't want to have to deal with. But they're almost in this acting like he's like he's dead gr- happy. He's great in this. He's the comic relief. And what I love about him is the shit that he can do with stretching his body and stuff like that. Oh, oh. I should have seen that page. <laughs> Reveal at the end. <laughs> Spoiler. What did you are king of spoilers. Why did you let me look through this? <laughs> you didn't have to look at the back page. I I have to oh, <laughs> piss. Right. So no, um I I really enjoyed it and I might carry on reading it. Um so yeah. Eat my words there. The new age of heroes. Well, I think some I, of it's good. I think honestly on payday I'm gonna do a bit of research and I'm gonna buy a Plastic Man book because I am intrigued by well, his character. There's a Plastic Man mini series coming out soon, so I'm definitely be a good place to get on then. Jumping on board with that. To get on. I, I love him as a character, I think he's hilarious and inventive. Because it's kind of like it reminds me of the Green Lantern, the way that he, he makes change into anything. The constructs out of his body. And Mr. One... Fantastic is pretty boring with his stretchy things. Yeah, he's he's boring when it comes to stretching his anatomy. But Plastic Man, like at one point here, like he picks up um, Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho and throws them inside his mouth to keep them safe, and then continues to have a conversation with them whilst inside his mouth. Because he can just change any part <laughs> of his just, body. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's good shit, man. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. Uh, I picked up issue one of Exiles, which um, which was really good. I thought you might be interested to see this one because oh, it this features th- a future version of Miss Marvel. Right up there. Uh, oh, we wondered who that was when we saw like that in the previews. Yeah. Now, the reason why I really wanted was interested to read this was obviously because it's an X-Men book and I read everything X-Men that comes out. But uh, it was also it's also written by Saladin Ahmed, who wrote The Black Bolt. Comic, oh, and you liked which that. Which recently wrapped up on issue 12. And I loved that. He's gone from Inhumans to X-Men, the traitor. He has. And yeah, it was a really cool book, actually. Really interesting art. 
so Blink is the main character in it, and she's been chosen by original Nick Fury, who's now trapped on a on planet somewhere in space. Right. Watching the Earth and multiverses get destroyed over and over again. Um, and he's <laughs> it's it's kind of like metal in the fact that it's it's very like out there yeah if you know like the concept of it so he's he's found this talus that he's given to blink and he wants blink to travel across the multiverses and try and save everything so blink's task is to do to go to all these different places she's found this future miss marvel like like this old haggard war miss marvel and yeah she's just traveling to all these different places she goes to this other universe where there's this guy. Is that going to be Iron Man? I thought was Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Iron Man. But um, it's actually a, a different version, a younger version of Kang the Conqueror who has Iron Man armor and he's called Iron Lad. Oh my <laughs> god. I love it because it just reminds me of like 80s comics, you know, like yeah. with the names and like the. What's with the, that little cartoon Wolverine? And that cartoon Wolverine. I think well, I think that's in the latest issue, which I haven't read yet. But I, I'm pretty sure that that's a Wolverine from Scotty Young's Itsy Bitsy Marvel title. You know, it's like kiddie Marvel oh characters, my God. and that's Valkyrie. But yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. I well, enjoyed it. I mean, we'll, we'll get more into how I feel about out there storylines. Yeah. Uno memento. <laughs> So, before we go into our main topic of Dark Knight's Metal from DC Comics, we're going to look through the Marvel preview book uh, for the books coming out in June. So, I gave this to you to have a little flip through, didn't I, Jub? No. Did you see anything that caught your eye? Um, there was one in particular that definitely caught my eye. Well, for starters, this caught my eye. Because, oh, yeah. Because what our good friend Jay Leal of the Leal <laughs> Legacy Podcast Network just could not handle the fact that there's a comic called Wakanda Forever <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with him on this. I totally am with him on but this. But the thing is, I, I've just picked up the latest preview book from Marvel and there's a Wakanda Forever X-Men number one coming now, out. Now, that's what, that's what Field Mouse said. He said yeah. it's going to be Wakanda Forever and then... Then, then it's how each character going. So yeah. that is normally how they do it. But that sounds so weird yeah. to say, <laughs> it does, doesn't, it? doesn't it? That's like weird. Weird. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the one that thought has my interest a little because it I'm, I'm looks gonna, like they're going a little bit Ragnarok. I'm going to read the new Thor run because it looks good and it's written by a good writer as well. What's well, so. the guy who just did Lady Thor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the one, the Immortal Hulk. That that is on my pull list already. I've already subscribed to that. The way that it's the, the Hulk in a horror book. What, that's what, what I mean, book yeah. you want? And I just like this tagline. You'd never notice a man. He doesn't like to be noticed. He's quiet, calm, never complains. If someone were to walk up to him and shoot him in the head, all he'd do is die. Until night falls and someone else gets up again. The man's name is Banner. The horror is the immortal Hulk. <laughs> I love that. That yeah. is what Hulk should be to me, yeah. the scary yeah. creature. Yeah, no, I can't wait for the immortal Hulk. That's going to be sick. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp worries me because it's coming out near Ant-Man and the Wasp film. I have a feeling I'm just going to do it round 
kind of make it like the film, and I like it when they do their own thing and don't mirror the films. That pisses me off. Like that, was it Nick Spencer on Ant-Man, the one that you got me into? Yeah, I think it was. That was really good. It's a great run. Really great run. Scott Lang, so good. Um, Doctor Strange in space. I just feel like now whenever Marvel don't know what to do with a character, they just thrust them into space. They did it with Captain Marvel. They did it with Iron Man for a bit as well. They're doing it with Black Panther next, you know. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. In, Wakanda in space. Wakanda in space. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, what? That doesn't even... What? I mean, what's the point? I what? don't know. Why? Is Wakanda... Oh, oh my God, that's just making my head hurt. It's just like, that's that's Asgard. Wakanda Basically. in space would just be Asgard. Oh. It doesn't make any sense. Um... Then there's this whole hunt for Wolverine, which I don't give a shit about. <laughs> and then Even I don't give a shit about that, and I'm an X-Men yeah. fan. <laughs> Infinity Countdown, again, don't give a shit about. Um, Captain America is confusing me, because apparently Captain America has a son now, but Captain America is meant to be the straight-up American guy. He's a virgin, he doesn't have a son. <laughs> um, and Amazing Spider-Man finishing Dan Slott's run. Um, which I've been, I've liked Dan Slott on Spider-Man. You didn't, Jay Leal didn't. I like Dan Slott on Spider-Man, so I, I'll be sad to see him go. He's going on Iron Man next, though. Which does suit him more, to be honest. Um, I'm going to be reading that. I'm going to check it out, the new Iron Man one with him uh, on. Uh, oh, there. Oh, I see what you mean. Black Panther is in space. Yeah. Oh, no. I oh. oh, I don't know. You know, it looks a little like Blade Runner. Mm. It could work. It could work. Oh, that could work. Moon Knight is fantastic. Can't wait for that. I've just ordered some old Frank, um, Mark, Frank Miller Daredevil. So this Daredevil going to 604 reminds, reminds me to get in Daredevil. There is some potentially good stuff, but there's some potentially awful stuff. I don't know. I feel like the X-Men are getting married because Batman's getting married. Of course. That's why they've done it. You know, DC have got a wedding issue, so Marvel have got to have a wedding issue. Domino's look is running out, which is a great concept, but then shows Domino driving down the road, and I don't think any of the looks running out. All three of them have got huge tits for some reason. <laughs> Actually, like, that's something that I've been reading too. I read issue one of Domino, and it was really good. Was it? Yeah, Gail Simone, she does Deadpool, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to carry on with that. I issue, think... issue two comes out next week, I think. Um, and after that, yeah. Oh, Tom wants me to pick this up for him. The weekend presents Starboy. Wait, wait. The weekend is in that. The like, artist singer. Yeah, he's so in a comic. So, yeah, no. So it's based on the chart-topping song from the double platinum album Starboy. It's based on a song. Um, is this right? A song from the album Starboy. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know if he has anything to do with it because everyone's names are there. Apart oh, it from... is able to say it to say Tessa. The weekend. That's why the people call him the weekend. He can't pronounce his fucking name. Oh right. So he, is he writing it? Is it? He's having something. To, he'll have some input, mm. won't he? Um, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff, which could go up or down. And then yeah, I, I mean, I, it's it's weird with me picking up Marvel because I I, be, I, I try it, I get try to get into it, and then they just let me down a bit, and I feel like. They drop off my pull list so regularly. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. But I'm actually really optimistic about this new stuff. You know, they did the Marvel Legacy renumbering. And they got to, you know, landmark issues like 600 for Daredevil, mm. 700 for Cap. 
you know, stuff like that. And now they're reverting back to issue ones because, you know, high-numbered issues don't sell as well as issue ones. And, you know, so that's what they're doing. You know, they're going back to issue ones with new creative teams. And at first I was like, oh, really? Why? And then I looked at this preview book and I was like, actually, there's quite a lot of stuff here that I'm interested in picking up. Mm. Because it's a new creative team and because it's a new, a new number one. I mean, when does all know? this proper start? Is this June? Yeah, this is June. Um, so, yeah, Thor number one by Jason Aaron. I'm definitely going to be picking So, I have up. a feeling me and you need to have a look at the first Wednesday of June and maybe plan a little day out together. Yeah, yeah, you can come with me. Because I have a feeling I might definitely. increase my pull list and give a few books, give some books a chance. I mean, you... next week, um, Avengers issue one comes out and I'm definitely going to check that out. And I'm gonna take a chance on it because you know, I don't read Avengers comics. There's a reason, but this so one confusing. it looks like it's a fresh start. There's She-Hulk on the team, and I like She-Hulk. You know, it looks cool. Oh. So I'm gonna check that out. I'm definitely gonna check out uh, Tony Stark Iron Man as well because Dan Slott, you know, he's a good writer. Yeah. Um, what else have we got in it? Immortal Hulk. That's a sold already yeah I am just sold look at that cover and I'm sold that's all Hulk is oh needed. my god look at that cover exactly make Hulk scurry make again make Hulk the Hulk make Hulk scurry again he's I coming just... out of a grave I know it says here lies Bruce Banner Banner. and it looks like a horror movie poster it's I don't amazing. know what happened somewhere between my childhood and growing up Hulk's become almost like this jokey destructing character I remember him being scary as fuck yeah and that was the whole problem with him, this Jekyll, prop, this Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. character. And now it's they're what... trying to do with this Venom, Tom Hardy. Well, movie. I think they'll do it. <laughs> I think they, there's, there's, a, there's a gap that needs filling. Giggity. Giggity. So yeah, Al Irwing is writing it and Joe Bennett's on art. Joe Bennett's art on this looks incredible. Deadpool. Not, I, keep, not... I keep skipping the Deadpool page. Yeah, the thing is with Deadpool comics, they haven't been good in a long time. But Scotty Young's writing this one. What's Scotty Young wrote? Well, he did I Hate Fairyland. Oh, you like that? I really did like that. Um, he That's did popular, something. Actually. He did something really famous. Well, he's more famous for his, his drawings because he does those like cutesy versions of characters, doesn't he? Right. You know what I mean. If you saw them, you'd know. Well, um, like that Wolverine you just showed yeah. me before. So he's more famous for his art stuff, but he right. does he does good writing as well. So it might be good. Um, it's not one that I'm going to rush out to buy though, because like I said. I've not been interest, interested in Deadpool books in a while now because they're just not funny anymore. I don't know. The last good Deadpool book that I read was that Deadpool and Cable split second mini That was fucking amazing, yeah. by and the I, way. That's what I hope this new Deadpool film's going to be like. Multiple Man issue one. Now, I think me and Fieldmouse are probably the only two guys in the world looking forward to this. <laughs> but, I don't understand. You know, what, what, what can be so exciting about a man who can just... I mean, for starters, Clayface can do that. I've just read that in Tom King, so I don't understand what's so exciting about this. But this this is going to be interesting. The way I look at this is, I think it could be like a Tom King vision book where it's kind of weird and off the wall and done a little bit differently. Um, you know, and I love the X-Men, so I'm obviously going to read it. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is a writer. That rings a bell. I'm sure I've read something by him before. So yeah, I'll be getting that. Right, this is a book that I've been really enjoying lately. The Thing and the Human Torch. It's Marvel 2-in-1. So basically, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm are going dimension hopping with this little doohickey that apparently Reed left behind for them. And he's Ben has lied to Johnny and said that 
they're trying to find Reed and Sue, even though he knows that they're gone. He knows they're dead after Secret Wars or whatever yeah. happened to them. And, and that's basically it. It's a very simple premise, and it is fantastic. It like no pun intended. Leap. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Quantum Leap. It's great. The art in it is wonderful. Um, it's written by Chip Zdarsky, so that's probably why I like it so much. It's really funny and clever. Oh, it's written by Chip Zdarsky? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And it's great, and I do recommend to pick it up when it comes out in trade. So, um, I'm guessing one of these comes out every five months, then, if Chip Zdarsky's on it. <laughs> no, that's only when he's doing the art. <laughs> it's fucking Matt Fraction that's the heel dragger on that. Heel um, dragger. Same. Speaking of which, the new issue of Set Criminals is coming out soon. I say that probably mm. won't. Um, no, this is a great book, and it's going to lead directly into um, Dan Slott's new Fantastic Four book, which mm. is illustrated by Sarah Pacelli. So that'd be cool. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Fantastic Four fan. Not a lot of people are. The reason why I'm a fan of these. Is for the characters. I love Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. I love him. I like Ben Grimm. He's so Johnny tragic. Storm's too cocky, but Mr. Fa- Mr. Fantastic is boring, and Mrs. Fantastic needs a good dicking from Mr. Fantastic because she's boring too. They need to actually hook up once in a while. X Men Gold, Kitty and Colossus are getting married. Which Star Lord would be a little bit bitter over, I imagine. Oh yeah, because he was bonking her for a bit, wasn't he? He was. Uh, that is one of the best stories in Secret Wars. Oh. Sorry. Why? <laughs> because every podcast, I've got a fart on it. No, I, I, that, that's, that's, you try to make it sound like it's a pattern. You just fart all the time. The podcast just happens, Oh, just pull that page. Well, what, is what, have you followed through? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's a euphemism. No, that, that Secret Wars run with Star-Lord and Kitty Pride was really sweet where he can, oh, it's coming over here. <laughs> I got Oh, Jesus. Uh, there's nothing secret about that war. Uh, so, yeah, X-Men Gold issue 30 is uh, the wedding of Colossus and Kitty Pride. I might get it, you know, because X-Men. And I own the original wedding issue of Scott Summers. Well, um, I was about to say, if, what if, right, you've Jean got Clark. that. You've got the original one of Scott Summers. You got if you get you're gonna get the one of Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. And I'm gonna give you that one of Black Panther and Storm. Oh, you, yeah. have, you have a collection. You could frame them all. I can make like my own wedding album yeah. of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. You could do. <laughs> Just cut them out. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, he's all my favourite heroes getting married. <laughs> right, let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this podcast. The main event. Metal. Metal. From DC Comics came Dark Knight's Metal, and I have this huge stack in my hand right now, mm. and it, <laughs> it, it was one hell of a feat, I think, this story, wasn't it? Yeah, it, how long did this story take? It ran from July to March, so that's quite a while. Yeah. So this was Scott Snyder's baby, and <laughs> it's very Scott Snyder. Yeah, it was. Um, before we go into each issue, we're going we're gonna to break it down, we, we've got every issue here in front of us. We've got Dark Days the Forge, Dark Days the Casting, and then Dark Knight's Metal issues one to six, and all the uh, one shot tie-ins, uh, all the the Dark Knights basically. Um, but before we do that, let's just get some initial thoughts on the series. Right, go on, Job, you go first. So this starts well. Yeah, 
starts very well. Um, the single issues I really like, like the one shots. The one shots I thought were fantastic. Were almost better than the main mini series. Yeah, they were like an Elseworld, like another oh. Elseworld story each time. Although I did like a little tie in at the end to the the Batman who laughs. So building it up, which I liked, and then I liked the concept of the the problems that were happening on the in the main world, but then the third act. I mean, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. Well, if, if someone out there could actually tell me, I'd love to sit him down and go, tell me that third act, what actually happened, and say, do it in a way where it won't result in me asking you another five fucking questions. Okay, well, that's a challenge that maybe we can get into towards the end of it then. And, uh, and the big disappointment for me in all this was the bad guy. Bar- Bar- Barbatos. Well, you say Barbatos, I kept reading Barbados. Barbados. I kept reading or, Barbados, which wasn't threatening at all, because I thought of a nice sunny holiday <laughs> resort. Barbados? But, but, I don't know. But the thing Let's was... Let's call him Barbados. Barbados. Yeah, Barbados. But he just... He, there's this build-up to him, and then he just he doesn't do anything. Okay. All right, well... I, I'm with you on it started strong. This blew me away when it started. I yeah. was like, this is incredible. Not what I was expecting at all. This could be one of the greats, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with you there. Fantastic writing, art's great by Greg Capullo. Um, such an ambitious concept, and it just seemed to work. The first couple of issues just flowed. The pacing was building, and then you get the one shots, and you get introduced to and all you the got dark Snyder just on a fucking roll, and you're yeah. like Snyder's back, baby. Yeah, Snyder's back, and those one shots, man, I, I can't rave about them enough. I absolutely loved them. Um, well, do you want to go into the one shots the way, on their own now? Well, we'll go through the story because the way that it progresses is they come in at the end of issue mm. two. Um, but basically, you know, the, out, the outline of the story is shit's going down and there's evil versions of Batman that are basically the Justice League, but Batman, mm-hmm. but evil. If that makes sense. Right. Is that, that the simplest that, way? Well, see, that is the simplest way to put it. The simplest way to put it is, and that's why I was picking it up, there's a, there's a Justice League in town, there's an alternative version of Justice League in town, that all Batman Justice, if every member of the Justice League was Batman, and if they were all evil. Yeah. Yes, that's you've it. sold me. Yeah. All of a sudden, though, you're bringing in Dark Multiverse, Multiverses, Holes, this evil demon, the Hawks, the bats, and I was like, "What? What am I? What, what am I reading? I just wanted. Why could you not just have had in one corner of these guys, one corner of these guys fight it out? Because mm, we've had that in all sorts of face-offs, and it's just too. But they've not all been Batman. You needed that like rich tapestry of clouds and just stuff to put you off. Chris, no, no, what no, no, the no. fuck happened in the end of the <laughs> right, story? Let me try and explain this to you because it's mind-bending shit. Right, Dark Knight's Metal yes. is a DC legacy that in order for you to grasp this in any way, you have had to have been reading DC Comics since you were fucking 10 years old to understand everything that's going on in this book. The the cuts are so deep that even I didn't understand some of it. But like something... The, like the monkey butler detective. Yeah, and, you know, dream and stuff like that. Mm. And, yeah, there's the, the references in it. You know, Scott Snyder 
is Scott Snyder and he knows his shit. He knows the DC universe inside and out. He's like Jeff Johns in that respect. And he has pulled on so many aspects of the DC universe from fucking golden age to present day that he's encompassed it all into this story. And it might have been a bit ambitious for people that aren't as well versed in the DC universe. Well, looking at you. I was, yeah. <laughs> Which I un- and I understand where you're coming from completely. Like I say, I'm a big DC fan and I've been reading DC comics since I was 10 years old. And even I still didn't grasp some of the concepts in it. Um, but I understand why Snyder did what he did in, in you know, bringing all these different aspects in and having it be more than just a face-off between hero and villain. And I like that he did that with it. But are you not... You, are you telling me that it, it, it's... There's a, oh, there's a better way to tell a story. It, it, he could still have pulled on all these things, these deep cuts, like you say. But if you can't make it so a person who doesn't under, understand all these things doesn't get it, you've not told the story well. You can easily just have a, a little bit of exposition here, a little bit of... A, a panel that shows what this is in reference to there, an asterisk there that explains... It's just something, but it, it, it based itself purely on assumption. It was very ambitious, put it that way. And I think there were too many things thrown into the pot in order to yes. dumb it down for your audience that isn't as well-versed in the DC Universe. That's that's all I can say, really. About I it. think that you could have just told the story without going into the the stuff that you're talking about, these deep cuts, I know they didn't mean anything to me anyway because I didn't understand some of them. But I don't think they really, to a person reading it, they'd be like, huh, I get that reference. But that's about it. It yeah. wasn't, no, it wasn't I, like yeah. giving, didn't give it any more gravitas. You didn't have to have those moments in. I understand that. A lot of it is fan service. Like when Starro shows up. Yeah, what the and, fuck? But I loved that. And I, instantly when he showed up, I thought of you. Because we were talking about this uh, in our Justice League review, and you were like, "Why didn't they have them fighting him yeah. instead of uh, Steppenwolf?" And I was like, "JB, I love that Starro's in it, you know." And then like fucking Martian Manhunters back, stuff like this kept happening, and it kept blowing my mind every issue. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! This is great!" So I think that's why they put stuff like that in with the Plastic Man egg and stuff like that, you know, because we've not seen him for a while. It was very... Well, he, let's go... He does stuff for the fans, Scott Snyder, and he did me right, and I loved it. I really did. So let's go through it. Let's start off with Dark Days of the Forge, which was a one-shot that kicked everything off. Um, I'm going to ask you to go through it. Yeah. Because I'd like to right. get it from your point of view. So it begins by... We're talking... There's some guy telling me about his big adventure on one page. Um... Like, it was a clue to the greatest mystery in the history of mankind, and it was written in metal! So that, I just want to address that before we get any further. When this came out, the previews for it, everything, everyone was like, metal? I mean, even the DC honchos, head honchos, were like, Scott, what are you on? What, we can't release something called metal. There's, you know, there's more to it than that. Though. It's not about the music, even though that comes into it towards the end. It's about the actual, the nth metal and the elements that's what they're pulling from yeah. here, and the history that it's all steeped in. Um, don't get me started on the, the fucking music bit. That was <laughs> right. So it jumps straight from that first page of a bunch of guys running through the desert to 
Batman and Aquaman trying to save um, some guy from a volcano. Um, and after they get off the volcano, um, this, again, they're talking about metal. This was a... Um, my friends are pulling them to shore now. There's no casualties. Thank you, Aquaman. Batman, this was a way in the surprise as Black Sight and off the books drilling operation in my domain. And it seems like there's people hiding stuff from even Batman. The Green Lanterns get together and say there's a there's something happening which no one's happy about. Fucking Duke. Appear- I, right, I fucking hate Duke now, by the way. The Switch, I've just bought you the latest issue of The Signal. That I, what, but what's it? The Switch? I keep calling him The, the Switch. Because I just... Right? Because that's what I feel like. He's been switched on me. Right. The Duke was great as just a gritty, kind of crime-fighting, um, street-level guy. Giving him this costume, these powers totally negates the character for me. I don't want him. And the reason I told you to pick that up is because I'm OCD and it's the last of three. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's see if they can turn it around. They probably won't. They probably can, won't. Can we discuss that signal miniseries at a later episode? Yes, we yeah. fucking will. Right, so... <laughs> okay. um, Green Lantern comes down um, and for some reason the Switch thinks he can take on Hal Jordan. Switch? Are you just going to call it the Switch? Yeah, that's what he's called. Right. Um... <laughs> And then we get... <laughs> For some reason, he thinks he could take on Hal Jordan. Well, it yeah. is, though, isn't it? It's yeah, like, he's right, a fucking Green Lantern, man. Yeah, I mean, what, what can you do? You, you can might see be five a meta. Seconds, you can <laughs> see five seconds in the future and the past. That's about it. So then it jumps from him going... Again. So he's in the Batcave. He's in the Batcave, and then it go. We, we're, we're jumping all over the place, but it does come yeah. to it. It does tie in at the end. So the Hawk people... Um, to showing them that they've been around for eons, which um, we already knew. Which we knew. Then you've got because um, the hawk, hawk girl, and hawk man, they they get um, reincarnated into different people's bodies every time. They go on forever, basically. And a lot of this story is about the hawk people. Is that the right the right way to address yeah, them? Yeah, hawk people. <laughs> um, and then this guy appears. I didn't even know. That's Mister. Terrific, right? So Mr. with his T spheres, what 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 can he do? They're like little tiny robots that go and and do shit for him. Um, it's like you know, like Batman has his like his bat his bat belt, right? And he's got all these gadgets in there. Mm. That's like his floating bat belt around him doing shit. And Mister Terrific is one of the cleverest people in the DC universe. He's up there with like he's cleverer than Batman. Well, it says he's got a, an he's, IQ of one seven nine. Yeah, he's fucking, He's up there with like Reed Richards, basically. Um, then, Plastic Man. Plastic Man appears. This is what intrigues me because he says, uh, "So he's talking to Mister Mister Terrific, snuck in, but he's not bothered about Mister Terrific in his cave." Um, and he says, "We all agreed that he was too unstable; that there was no end to what he could do if we weren't careful. But I'm going to need him for what comes next. It's time to let him out of the box." And it's Plastic Man. So I don't, this is what I don't get. Why is Plastic Man all of a sudden like this dangerous fucking nuclear reactor? Right. I, I don't know the answers to that question because I I lost where I was up to with Plastic Man a while back. Some, something happened to him. He disappeared. And now he's an egg for some reason. Right. But the reason why he's so important in this story is because of the the material that he's made out of. He is one part of the nth metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just don't get why the guy's a fucking egg. It's not, it's yeah, not... no, I, I can't give you the answer to that, um, if I'm honest. And then... He's going to hibernation. Duke and Duke and Green Lantern are going through, looking at, like, 
and find a secret cave in the back cave. Um, and I can hear um, that there's something down there. And I'm having a look, and it keeps like taunting them to come down. And for some reason, uh, how Jordan loses his abilities while he's going down there as well, which shows he's probably he's afraid. But he said he says, "I don't get afraid." And I go, "Oh, I think you do. I think we all do. It's all in a moment of discovery. When you're about to learn something, you will never be unable to unlearn." And it goes back to another version of Hawkman being an archaeologist, reading some stuff, looking at some things. Um, Batman is travelling around the world visiting people can I point out by this time I hated the art so far in this oh really yeah mm. I, it, this was I don't know who did the art in this well, one well it was a few different people but I mean look at that that's not Superman you know what I'm pretty sure that's John Romita's part in the book is it yeah uh, <laughs> I th- you know what hold on let me have a look at the front oh god oh no, you're right yeah I'm sorry, that isn't... He looks more like the boy out of recess than <laughs> Superman. Um, John Romita is so shoddy. So, Batman's going around, and he's clearly maybe... He knows something the others don't, but he's keeping it to himself. That can't be what I think it is. You can't have been stupid enough to hold on to. Thank you, Scott. That will be all. Batman, whatever has brought you here, you need to turn back now. Um, and the that DC vision... <laughs> oh yeah Mr Miracle Mr Miracle that's yeah. it Robbie, DC, vision, DC Vision basically he's called you know he's called Scott Free is he? He, can, he yeah that's his name get away Scott Free yeah but that's just a coincidence oh yeah because <laughs> um, he escaped from Dark Side and then it goes with this narration that's been going all the way through I wish I could go back to that moment and warn myself I write this journal for anyone foolish enough to pick up my trail whatever you do do not follow in my footsteps I beg of you, whoever might be reading this, however, many generations might have passed. Do not follow the mystery of the metals. And it shows that at the very end, um, because you through them, you, all you'll find is horror. Um, they discover that Batman has been hiding the Joker in his cave. Nice big splash page of the Joker there yeah. laughing at the end. Um, I loved that. And that, that was a moment where I was like, whoa. I was, I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> we've not seen the Joker since... Death in the Family, right? Yeah, yeah. Or... No, no, uh, since uh, Joker Endgame. Endgame, that's Endgame. right, yeah. Um, but the thing is, this doesn't really get brought up again. Like, well, it comes back at the end. By the way, if you haven't figured by now, this episode will be spoiling the shit out of metal. <laughs> yeah, I think you know that from the title yeah. anyway. Yeah. The title. So, I mean, I, I, I read that and it raised a lot of questions, but I was willing to go with it as it was issue one. Let's begin. Of course there's going to be questions. And then there was another issue one. Dark Days, the casting. The casting. Another so, prelude. Let's call it issue two. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so it shows again more of the Hawk people being archaeologists. Um, they've discovered something. Um, and it says... see, And this is what's always a bit funny. They're, they're so... What's the word? Um... When you don't give everything, you know, don't play all your cards at once. It, it, he's kind of subtle in the way he speaks about this, but it, it gets a little bit annoying in the narration because I, I can never quite tell what's going on. Um, I told them what I now knew, that our lives did not begin in Egypt, that they began generations earlier. The dark priest half set, he had not cast us down this path of reincarnation. He'd taken our pasts away from us. Um, and it shows, like, bats fighting well, bats fighting hawks. Bats basically. fighting hawks. Yeah, and this was like set way in the past. Yeah, and then it goes to um, 
Batman visiting Wonder Woman. So he's going everywhere. And um, Wonder Woman... So, so far, he's gone. he's got Green Lantern to visit him. He's gone to visit the Fortress of Solitude. He's now at Wonder Woman's. And uh, he's basically... He's going in there places and doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. Like, he's picking up things. There he goes. So... This is the Sunblade, Bruce. It was created for Apollo at the dawn of human civilization. One of 12 weapons created for each of the Pantheon. Humans are, meant to, are not meant to know these weapons even exist, let alone wield them. They were forged from the most powerful metal Hephaestus ever worked with. He calls it the Eighth Metal. It is not the pure form you seek, but if you follow its light, it will guide you where you need to go. And it was at this point I was beginning to get my... <laughs> I just want to see Snyderitis. Yeah, it the has thing is, full right, Snyder here. We've, you know, we've talked about Snyder in the past. He's he's very dialogue heavy, and sometimes you'll you'll look at these pages and you'll see all these words and go, ah, oh, fucking hell, here we go again. And he and he goes on about it for ages, and and then you think you get it, and then there's more stuff that comes yeah. along, and you're like, whoa, slow down, Scott, hang on, just just a minute, slow down. See, <laughs> I. I prefer the idea. I think you should have stuck with just this Joker Green Lantern storyline in one and then with this other thing in the other because it, it, it crossed over. It was too confusing. Um, meanwhile, while, like I said, Batman's going out investigating s- stuff. Um, Joker's manages to get free because he turns Duke into accidentally letting him free to hurt him. Um, we find out that he woke up. Uh, Joker war woke up from... Like you said, uh, Endgame. I can't. I won't go into how, why he's woke up from Endgame because yeah, that might ruin Endgame. For yeah, because I've I've not read Endgame. Yet. Um, which I'll be amazed. Which must be really confusing this bit for you. As yeah, well. some of that I didn't grasp, but um, I just went with it. So then, Joker runs to escape. Um, again, it goes more into. See, I'm getting pissed off just reading this now. I'm not gonna lie, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Lie. I feel really. I'm sorry for the listeners if. I'm trying my best here, and you've heard me read stuff before, but it's so... I mean, look how much dialogue's on these pages. Yeah, it's stupid. And yeah. it's like... And you personally, you don't like reading books for that reason. Mm. This is... There's a lot on here, and I, yeah. again, feel if Snyder feels he has to put all this on here to tell a story, you're not telling the right story, or the you're thi- not telling it right. The thing is with him, man, he... He's just an idea box. He's got so many ideas and so many concepts in his head that he just wants to get out there. You know, he's he's such a creative guy, but he's got so much going on in his head that he just needs to just blurt it all out on the pages. Can like I point out, right? Look at so look at these, right? Look at these. Now, what's confusing to me is I turn this page over and it's an advertisement for Snickers. Uh, and yeah, but and that's just... a pentacomic. <laughs> Look at the artwork, it's amazing. The panelling is great. Very little dialogue, just where it needs to be. And tells a story. Superman and Flash, they go to attack Gorilla Groot, have they stop Groot with the Snickers, and they celebrate. That's that's a much better story. Five stars. Five, would eat, would, would eat again. Oh, it's so annoying. He wouldn't like Gorilla Groot when he's hungry. Oh, um, so then Batman runs into um, Talia in wherever he is. And she warns him about the power of Shazam. Um, so he is bringing in loads of different stuff. And then the Joker comes out and starts to want to, like, break everything in Batman's cave. But for... It's almost like he's trying to do it for good. Um, but he can't, like... 
explained, which is a joke, but you can't really explain why he's doing it for good. He wants to show the malice, like, Batman is a dickhead for doing this. And also, can I point out, Joker totally has off Green Lantern. For some reason, Joker, <laughs> Green Lantern can't get his, his ring to work. So Joker just hits him with a crowbar? <laughs> Fucking Joker's awesome! Just... Don't fuck with the Joker, yeah. man. Joker starts to begin to talk about metal himself as well. Um, it's, it, see, this is hard, this is hard to skim over. I yeah. feel like each one of these we have to do a podcast on. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, if, really if you, hard because because it's so in, in depth. Yeah. Um. Again, there's so much writing on this page. All I can remember at the end of this for the people listening is that Joker kind of believe knows something that Bat- Batman's going down the wrong path because he's had a foreshadowing. Um, because of what happened to him at the end of Joker Endgame. Batman doesn't know this yet and is going to end up causing this bad thing to happen. Other people, like you said, um, Scott Free, kind of are hinting they know something bad's going to happen. And then as soon as Green Lantern and that figure out he's, tr- trying to, he's doing something, they don't want Batman to do it either, but Batman being Batman, having to know how everything works and everything is, is willing to go down that route. Yeah. Um, and ends up. Um, do, by the way, look how shit that artwork is. John Romita, man. Tell yeah, me. I'm with you on that. I don't like that. Um, and then it get. Can um, Batman's face? Yeah, it's just bad. <laughs> um, and then for some reason, for some reason, it says like so. Batman accidentally un- unlocks this machine with all the metals that he's got. He's gained. It finds out. That he himself uh, is the final part, the key that unlocks it. Um, all he's seen is darkness, and it says three thousand miles below Gotham City. Um, it is done. He stares into the abyss, and we have hidden what lies within. Um, and sorry, and we have hidden what lies within. The final seal is broken. After all these generations, the sacrifice is at hand, and I guess the summoning Barbados by singing. <laughs> sorry, by singing. <laughs> Um, the Dark Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. <laughs> um, and they say the Dark Knights are coming and with them the true father of Batman. Now that is a great panel. Yeah. That is what I was looking forward yeah. to and I yeah. forgave the Forge from the casting because yeah. I thought, tell you what, if he wants to do a mad setup, he's done his mad setup, now we can get to the the the, the story. Like you, yeah. like you say, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. No, he didn't stop there. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, we're two issues deep. We're balls deep. In we're, this balls deep. we're not even in the dark <laughs> nights yet. We're, we're still in the dark days. Well, I call these the dank days. <laughs> <laughs> dank days. So we're two issues in dank days, right? Yeah. And finally we get issue one of Dark yeah. Nights Metal. Right. Now, at this point, <laughs> there's a lot has happened and your brain's still trying to recover, right? Yeah. I think Scott's idea for this series, right, it was ambitious doing it as a six-issue miniseries anyway, hence why he did two preludes issues and a shitload of tie-ins and one-shots. I think that this would have been better if they just did what they've done now, and that's throw him on Justice League and just let him do a Justice League run. Or why don't people just every so often go, you know what? 
this could be a good story. Do you want your own graphic novel, just like we discussed, Rage of Ultron? Just yeah. do your own one, no yeah. tie-ins, good write point. it in the own order you want it Do in. it in your, at your own pace. Yeah. You don't have to cram all this in, because those two issues, Dank Days, they, re- <laughs> they reeked of deadline to me. Yeah. That it was just like, get it out, quick. And he's like, but guys, I want to say this and that, and these characters, and they're just like, dude, we just need an issue to put out now. That's what it felt like to me, quite rushed. Um and like I say, the whole the whole idea of metal would have been told better in OGN format or a run of justice. Well, do you know how these get away with it, by the way, as well? They both have this, um, I call, uh, Netflix series endings. So Netflix mm-hmm. series endings, to keep you binge watching, mm-hmm. you're watching it because there's a cliffhanger at the end of the last one. Yeah. And then it's mostly filler. And just when you think, I'm done with this, there's a... They save the juicy cliffhanger for the end, the next plot point. Oh, shit, I've got to read on. So, look, the forge, like you said, last splash page. Joker's been hiding in there yeah. the whole time. And then this one, the casting at the very end, fucking Barbados and his goons. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. So then we finally get issue one of Dark Knight's Metal. Metal! Beautiful covers. I would like to put out from here on, the artwork is well, actually, the artwork's pretty good. Yeah. I actually thought Capullo in this first issue was poor. And I was really worried. I'd just seen how poor that stuff was. Really? Yeah, well, I'll show you now. Okay. I'll point you to the exact panel that made me go, that's not I, Capullo. Yeah, I just want to point out all these covers are so nice and so 90s. Because like, the big metal logo is like embossed and shiny. So mm. it actually looks like a you know, piece yeah, of metal. metal. Yeah. And, and the whole... The whole cover is shiny. It reminds I me of like what you, I expected of you know what Spawn covers were like back yeah, in the day. So 90s, I loved it. And actually the concept and the art in here was very 90s. I think that's one of the reasons why I loved it so much. Mm. But I've got to admit, issue one blew me away. Yes. Art and story. Yeah. Um, just the opening of it as well, the whole... Because um, I saw clips of this in previews. You know, I, I saw... The gladiator scene, the arena scene where they're all in the armor and stuff, mm. and I was like, "What the fuck is this? How is this going to work?" But it works so well, and I was like, "This is what they need to do in the DC films. They yeah. need to, you know, there's humor in that, there's fun parts in it, but it's cool as fuck." Do you know I what mean, I mean? What was this character called again? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I liked. I liked him. I, I I feel like he's been a main character, it's, but no, this it was this it was this that actually knocked me for a six. So that that there, I'm sorry, Capullo can draw, draw that better. I'm I am unless it's the way it's been published. I just feel like the lines are a bit too thick in some places. Well, and, don't blame the artist, blame the inker. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. Ah, <laughs> uh, shut the sherry. <laughs> um, so this one starts fifty thousand years ago. Lost to history is a story. A story about how. My life got twisted, got upside down. <laughs> um, in these lands, during the Age of Stone, there were three great tribes. Tribe of the Wolf, Tribe of the Bird, Tribe of the Bird. But soon a fourth tribe rose, a dark tribe, one of the twisted dreams. And so, with its terrible rise, so began the Age of Metal. Now, that was all he needed to say. I like that. I get it. I get that already. That's fine. So, like you say... Our heroes are on a random planet. They seem to be, like you said, they're wearing armor because um, they are. Made, but the armor it doesn't strengthen them; it weakens them. Um, 
Mongol, that's what he's called. Mongol, yeah. Um, Mongol has somehow captured them and he wants them to fight for his entertainment and he's made this armour that weakens them. So, like, um, the dust of a... a, a uh, the dust of a thousand crushed red suns on Superman's armour to take away his powers. <laughs> Some vibration domination boots to get rid of uh, Flash's powers. A lock from Stentheo, the Elder Gorgon, which stops Wonder Woman. Batman, of course, doesn't have powers. Um, Aquaman, they're giving him his own film. That'll ruin his powers. Um, (laughs) And then they, like, that's it. They go to fight them, but they really struggle because they don't have their powers anymore. Um, Cyborg has a problem with his... He begins trying to kill the others because they hack him. Um, uh, And, yeah, he's at half strength. That's it. Aquaman's at half strength because... He's got um, wristbands on that uh, take away his powers. Um, and they, they do struggle, but they come together, as our heroes do. Um, Batman figures out if they go inside the beast that has been sent to attack them together, they can um, become part of it. And make it into a a Power Rangers. Yeah! Like, <laughs> what, what do they call it in Power Rangers? And it's, it's uh, the oh mega, the mega. It's like a megazord. Megazord. It was the megazord. And I loved that. Panel. I did. I, I was like, it. that's so cool. Yeah. It's I so like the far last... removed from what they would do in the DC films. Like I'm like, you need to do something like that. Something mental. Something like Power Rangers. Um. So then it begins metal, a DC Comics event. So they're on their way home. Success as usual. Um. And this this. This is much more like I'm used to. That Batman yeah, yeah. is much more the Capullo, I remember. Um, and they go, we're all going, are you okay with everything that's happened recently? Obviously, you kind of saw some shit you weren't meant to see. Um, and the Batman's like, it's all right, super friends. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back home. And so they all, they all go to go home. But then when they get home... There's a bloody good big mountain in the middle of Gotham City. Which, Barbados, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the Isle of Barbados. <laughs> um, which, by the way, gets. I'll say now while this reminds me, uh, my, my, my big nitpicks is the way this entire thing ends in the sense that um, we don't really see the casualty from the fallout from all this. Well, you say that, it's covered in the DC New Age of Heroes line that's coming out now oh is it you get sideways he was affected by this that's why he has his powers the terrifics addresses it all of these things spinning off this this storyline do address the repercussions of what happens so um batman wants to get the bat family together to sort this out while the rest of justice league check it out so they all go they find the door they go in they use the powers together um and they find um, something, um, an android, they try to activate him, um, and it says on it, it's chasing us, run. Um, lady, the, the, it's the Black Hawk family um, who have come, who are there already. Um, and Kendra Saunders, who we don't know who she is, but she seems to know who they are. She wants them all to come with her to the South Pacific. So she takes them to... Yeah, there's a lot of Hawkman stuff here, and they, they're on Black Hawk Island, and she's telling them about an invasion. So they get Superman's like, 
You spoke of an invasion, Kendra. You promised to tell us who was behind this. Every minute we spend in this place. And she goes, this place is your only hope, Superman. For many years, it was a base of operations for a great detective of history. A hero named Carter Hall. Who, that is Hawkman, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he was stabbed with a dagger of mysterious substance and entered a cycle of reincarnation, which we know of. Um, but Carter never stopped searching for answers about the material that started his life cycle. It's nth metal. This fragment is one of the last pure pieces left in the universe. It's the only material capable of giving vastly different powers to those who possess it. Eternal life, flight, mystical vision, defies rules of science and magic, and at certain times it seems to broadcast a strange kind of energy. Um, it's at this we start to see things intruding uh, the multiverse, um, and they imply that there's a dark multiverse as well. Uh that's where they think that the energy from it comes from. Red Tornado gets dead annoyed because he realizes that Batman did open the door, which is what we, you know, when he turned on that machine. Oh, before, yeah, he freaks the fuck out now, doesn't he? And goes absolutely batshit crazy. Tornado. Yeah, and Tornado is the shit out of everyone. Um, meanwhile, Batman has been a naughty boy and he's ran off with that piece of metal, which seems to have it's been taken and fucked up. Yeah. It, Booked it, packed it, fucked up. Um, Doctor... Doctor Fate. Fate. Um, he can see what's coming. And he can see there's Plastic Man's egg there. And what looks like... We can see the what looks like to be the Batman coming through um, the Dark Army, as it calls it. Um, he's Batman trying to discover what this is, see if it has leads anything back to him. Um, he finds the diary of Carter Hall in his room and then the dream of the endless shows up and at this point I was going what the fuck is going on (laughs) so what came next so we get more into the journal of Carter Hall so everyone's now going off the rails Um, Green Arrow and Gorilla City's noticing shit gorillas are going mental the house of mystery they can pick up weird things going on Um, and, and everyone's chasing after Batman because he's nicked this metal um, and Batman and the Bat family are trying to help Batman because obviously they trust him the most. Yeah. But, I, I um, like this part. In this I issue. did, I did, and I like this as well because it showed Batman can still outdo the, the Justice League yeah. on his own if he's prepared. It was clever, like yeah. the bit where, like, especially that page where, like, Superman punches through his chest, and I was like, what? And I also like the fact he tricks them into getting um. Yeah, yeah. Was it Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing, yeah. Swamp Thing there, and they've got a deal with him. But then, yeah, Superman just comes in and it's just like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, like a naughty boy. Yeah. Just holds him up. We've been friends for so long. I know your heartbeat nearly as well as Lois's. <laughs> um, I understand that what Kendra said scares you. I know you're trying to figure this out yourself, but taking what's in that bag, running off, you need to let us help. Whatever's coming for you, damn it, look at me. It's me, we're brothers now. What in God's name is going on? And then... I like this, so you won't get any of this because it goes back through the entire course of our owls yeah. and points out that Snyder's been building on this. Um, he's put, he's put, put Electrum in the owl's labyrinth, Dionysium, when he thought fought the Joker, Prometheum um, in that machi- was in that machine, um, and um, to, which he used in the Endgame, and then the Mth Metal, um, which we saw in that. That was that is all I needed. That's quite simple. So over the course of time, he's been 
um, had four metals exposed. He's been exposed to four metals, and he thinks that there's something wrong with him. And oh yeah, this is what you mean. This yeah, panel. yeah. So, um, so he, I I love that bit because obviously we, we we don't know at this point that it's Clayface, and that he's managed to mimic the heartbeat of Bruce Wayne. But then Superman just punches through Batman's chest, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out to be Clayface. Well, because he's not taking any shit for who it is by the looks of it, but it's it's the fact that Wonder Woman goes, he's still lying, I don't need my lasso to tell me that he's stalling us. Um, and that was all Superman needed to hear. And then, um, yeah, it gets a bit confusing. Hawkgirl... Or Hulk Girl at the Wings is telling a little her version of the league that yeah they're in a bit of trouble. Um, that Batman it might go down the wrong route. Batman's still going off on his own, and then you get Baby Darkseid. Yeah, Baby Darkseid. What was <laughs> what was with that? I didn't understand well, that. You see, you didn't read um, Darkseid War, which um, that's what happened after that. He got reverted back to being a baby, so. But he's grown up now already, pretty right, much. Okay. He's like a teenager now because he does it quick. Um, and then <laughs> I love Baby Darkseid. <laughs> and then again, look at all the fucking speech. It's really annoying. Oh yeah, lots um, of dialogue. And well, it turns out it's been a trick. The whole thing's been a trick to get Batman there because Batman is the key. The Court of Owls have tricked him because they want to bring about um, the. They want to call upon this great spirit. They believe is going to save them. And it isn't. It's this beautiful splash page, which they need to make that into a poster. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Got Barbados in the background. Barbados in the background. And you get to see for the first time all the Dark Knights and all their glory. So who have we got there, Job? You've got the Drowned. The Drowned. The Drowned, which is the evil Batman version of Aquaman. Aquaman, Aquaman, The Destroyer, which is... Is it meant to be the version Doomsday. Of Doomsday. Yeah. Um, what was the... Hold on, I've got this mixed up, haven't I? Who was the version of Cyborg? Oh, that's Murder Machine. Murder Machine. Yeah. The Batman, Batman Who, Laughs, Who Laughs, which is obviously their Joker. Um, Devastator. Devastator, which was the Wonder version Woman. of Wonder Woman. The Red Death, which is their version of The Flash. And then um, the the Drowned. Which, no, not the Drowned. The Dawnbreaker. Which I haven't got a minute. Back up. We got it wrong. Devastator is the Doomsday one. Oh, I knew it. And Merciless is the Wonder Woman one. Merciless is yeah. Wonder Woman. Um, and they look incredible. Uh, the Batman who laughs, especially, that was a standout character. He's got Robins, like, on chains, like, evil versions of Robin. And it looks incredible. Um, and this this got me excited. And then Barbados just literally, more or less, kills Superman and Wonder Woman right there and then. Because he's just yeah. like it gets pretty dark now. Yeah, like it becomes like a horror book from this point onwards. We go into the one shots and we get to see all these, all these dark nights. Which I don't think we need to spend too long on this on the storylines of them. I just say how cool they were. They were awesome. I was absolutely blown away with each one. So first of all, we started off with the Red Death, which is the Flash, the one. Flash one, and I just like. Each time, you can see it is clever how they've come up with a scenario where Batman may have no choice. It makes sense. Yeah, 
that he would it's, do this makes so much sense. Like, because you're like, oh, okay, well, why would he be the Flash, or why would he be Cyborg? Why would he be? The, it's you more. Know, why would he be the Flash, and why would he, would be, he evil? be evil? And you get the origin story of each of these Dark Knights, and it's so believable and so well done and so well executed that each one of them in themselves could be like a, a, a movie you know it could just for this character you know f- for them to develop on that character mm. is just so well done I love this so like he goes um, Gotham did what it always does it takes it takes it takes Jason Tim Dick Damien and he's found a way to stay one step ahead of it because yeah. that is Batman he wants to stay ahead yeah. and I feel myself getting slower older I need the speed yeah. force and he's just like I don't give a shite I'm going to steal it from you and f- trick and finds a way to trap him, which he would do if he wanted to. Yeah. And takes the speed force and becomes... It becomes a red death. Yeah, because his brain's all mashed up now. So, basically, these are versions of Bruce Wayne from a dark multiverse where he's become... He's tried to become other members of the Justice League, but gone bad. But, That's the simplest way of putting it. But then what's happened is... These, these universes aren't meant to exist. Yeah. Now, this is... I could go into this in much deeper detail, but I read a book, right? And it's about the existence of multiverses. And what... There is a concept that... Science says the multiverse can totally exist. Yeah. And one part of it is every time you make a decision in your head, an actual thought... Um, I don't know if I've actually touched on this with you before. You can spring about a whole new multiverse. Mm-hmm. And as this points out, though... It's merely a thought, it really shouldn't be, and as such, things would come together to bring the balance and close it again. So, at this point, these worlds normally end. As soon as a bad Flash, a bad Superman appears, the Dark Multiverse and uh, closes on itself and kills it because it should not exist. However, Barbados, Bar- Barbados sorry, uh, is going around and he sent the Joker who laughs the Batman who laughs, to go and collect all these ones before their world ends to have an army, a dark yeah. bat army. And then the next world that we go to is... Um, and Dr. Fate's aware of this as well, because obviously Dr. Fate can see and know all. And then, so then the next world we go to is the murder machine. Yeah, which is the evil Batman version of Cyborg. Cyborg. And I loved this one, because it was all about Alfred, right? Yeah. So Alfred... It was the protocol. Yeah. He, so he died, right? Yeah, he's died. And um, he's it, in... Doesn't he die in a terrible, terrible way as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, so. this was a real horror book, this one, The Murder Machine. I love the dark art in it as well. Mm. Really grim. And But the, the concept of it was so horror movie-like. Because it's like, Alfred is ingrained in the back computer, right? And he then takes over... Is is that is am I, am I right? Am I... So what it is is that they that the, all the bad guys, Two Face, um, it's it's fucking brutal. Two Face, yeah. Killer Croc, Harley, they're beating the shit out of Alfred to trying to get him to tell him where Batman is and who he is as well. He refuses to tell him, so Bane breaks his back. Um, Standard, yeah. Standard Bane. Uh, and there's the... one thing that Bane's good at: it's breaking backs. Yeah, and he's. Uh, they're all just as league worried that Batman's going to blame himself. Um, and he goes, a few, he goes, turns to Vic Cyborg and says, a few years ago I began a scan of Alfred's mind to create artificial intelligence that might outlast him, but it was never finished. It's called the Alfred Protocol. He wants to, um, 
borrow Victor. So I'll, I'll flash back there. He wants to borrow Victor to use him to see if he can patch it in. Um, but um, where is it? Oh, God. So I'm going to skip because it does show there's this big battle between Batman and Cyborg. And what it is... In is, the Watchtower. Yeah. So then... Batman, um, that's it. So he creates this Bat Alfred protocol, and it goes around killing people um, to stop crime. It's like, and Bruce Wayne believes it is the right thing to do now. If he had, if he'd done this earlier, he wouldn't be dead. The other people wouldn't be dead, and he can make it better. Um, Cyborg says he doesn't think it's ready. If he wants to stop it, and then they just basically take over Cyborg, um, take over Batman himself, uh, make him. Uh, an AI, um, an AI, and go around and kill everyone that they believe is a crime. They think Superman is a crime, Wonder Woman's a crime, uh, humanity—that is it. Humanity is a crime in itself. Mm. And in that page, they've literally ripped Cyborg's head off his neck. Yeah, it's amazing that. I do also want to point out as well in all these Dark Knight one shots with the the Dark Knights, <laughs> mm. um, each one of the, those characters. They kill every member of their Justice League in their universe. Yeah. And again, that's why it would have closed on itself. Yeah. Because to end it. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's again, these get pretty, it gets pretty dark. And again, the Batman who laughs comes along and says, join our little team. And you can see the team here. So I don't know why they included this one next. Because I would have liked to build to that. Yeah. And you can see they've got their own little ship as well. A little, little is that like a watchtower? It's a like weird... A dark... Yeah. Dark version. Um, and they're saying that it's their time's coming now. So next up is uh, Batman the Dawnbreaker, the Dawnbreaker, which is the Green Lantern version. So this one is... This is a great origin story. Yeah, so in this universe... You, you get on. the classic you know, alleyway scene with Martha and Thomas Wayne and them getting killed. But there's a twist here. Instead of becoming the Batman, a Green Lantern ring comes along and chooses young Bruce. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Because of his willpower. Yeah. And his lack of fear to overcome the great fear. He's so traumatised by the death of his parents that he breaks the ring because he wants to do something bad with the ring. He wants to kill him. And they say, um, but then he overrides it. Willpower goes to 181% and lethal force is enabled. And yeah, he just goes fucking shit on everyone. He just turns into a rogue Green Lantern, and the best rogue Green Lantern we've ever seen. You know, he just becomes this absolutely, you know, and he just goes devastatingly, you know, tragic character, and he just wreaks havoc as a Green Lantern. And it sounds like a cool idea. It's like, oh, imagine if Batman was a Green Lantern. That's cool. Imagine if Batman was a Green Lantern mm. and he was so traumatised by the death of his parents that he just went psycho. That's great. That's so cool. And then he just, he lets darkness, he just even says he lets the darkness embrace him. He's sick of the Green Lantern's light. He wants the dark from the light. And he wants the dark, sorry, he wants the darkness to come out of the, the, the ring now. So then, like, he just flies a penguin into space and just leaves him there to get destroyed by asteroids. <laughs> He's, you know, he kills Gordon. He's not bothered anymore. He's just... Um, then the Green Lanterns come to stop him. But he's found a way to... 
he can over he, he can use the dark sides of the green lantern he can bring out the dark in in the light which is what they're weak to i just want to point out as well that although this sounds like a real dark book dark stories going on here there is some really funny parts in it to you know levitate the book yeah to elevate like- it you know, like that moment where he puts, you know, the penguin in space and just leaves him there. You know, I was chuckling to myself and things like you that. You morbid bastard. You know, I thought it was great. They had the balance there. They had it just right. And then that, he gives off that little speech. With darkness black, I choke the light. No brightest day escapes my sight. I turn the dawn to midnight. Beware my power. Dawn breakers might. Oh, give me goosebumps that, mate. <laughs> so he just said he didn't want to be back. Bruce Wayne or Green Lantern. And then he just want, wanders them through space. And then because he's let the black light out, it's consuming his universe. Yeah. Because it's, it shouldn't be. So the Batman who laughs appears and goes, come on, join me. Or if you come with me, you'll live forever. Um, and throughout all of these, you know, the theme is at the end, Batman who laughs turns up. Which you know is the Joker, evil Joker version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But every time that he pops up, you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear what he's about. And it's building on that, and you're like, oh, this guy's a badass. I wonder what his story's going to be about. So they even, and then Dr. Fate comes and saves Green Lantern, um, the actual Green Lantern, because he says they need him. And yeah, there he is going hell to pay. Awesome. And now, next up was probably one of my favourite ones, which is The Drowned. Which is the Aquaman version of Bryce Wayne. Bryce. So they went a bit different here. They turned Bruce Wayne into a lady and made him Aquaman. To a lady! Evil Aquaman. And I love her origin story. It's so... Again, it's so horror. It's so fucked up. That she's like building herself. Yeah. You know, like... She just wants to drown everything. These origin stories are done so well. So and this one, think... this is... The thing that's what's different about this is... Um, Bryce, I mean, by the way, I'd like to point out, I have skipped this. Each title of these books is the name of a metal song. Yeah. So, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. That's Iron Maiden. Uh, Batman Red Death is called Ride the Lightning. Yeah. That's Metallica. Yeah. So, yeah, Bryce is different here. So, she seems to be, actually, she's always been, I mean, I'm I'm kind of confused by this. She's Batwoman. Um, and she decides to take on the Atlanteans because she doesn't think that they have the rights. She she thinks they'll invade. She decides to kill them all um, and decides to operate on herself. Yeah, uh, I love that bit. And make herself surgically and alter her DNA so she can be more like them. And then she does. She takes over. She can rule the Atlanteans, but then, of course, her universe starts to crack open. And the Batman who laughs comes to say, no, you need to survive. The only way to survive is to come with us. Um, but yeah, that was, again, a lot of death in this one as well. Yeah, one a of lot. my favourites. That I love the art in that. It was absolutely gorgeous. Next is Batman the Merciless, which is the Wonder Woman version. Um, so in this one, uh, this one's called The Raft Child. Again, that I made. Um, oh, yeah. So... Yeah, it always says these are tales of the dark multiverse. Um, Diana's dead. And, hold on. I can't quite remember this one. 
So Batman's there. <laughs> Full of wind. How on earth are you this bad? I had a veggie patty subway. Oh, never again. So Ares kills um, Diana. Oh, that's it. Ares kills Diana. Um, Batman puts on the helmet of Ares, which is obviously gives him his powers as well. And more or less becomes the god of war. Yeah. Um, and then just goes to town on the world because he believes it's humanity's fault. He looks badass as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He just goes absolutely apeshit crazy. And that's that's literally the story. That is it. He just kills everyone. Superman, like you say, the Justice League, <coughs> as they all have. Um, these are really fun to read. They're just small, little tidbits, dead simple, to the point. Um, I'm going to pick up the trade when this comes out of all these tie-ins, because I just love them. Like I said, I could reread those on their own. I love them that much. After that came issue three of Metal. And this bit annoyed me. They're playing... Bat, bat boy and bat super boy. Oh, <laughs> Damien and Damien and Jonathan. There's some weird. It starts off with them just playing, having a barbecue, playing a song on guitar. Um, and ro- it even says rock music. Um, and then all of a sudden, Barbados comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I just laugh every time. So, yeah. And starts destroying everything around him, killing everyone. Um, he's in Superman's mind he's going into all his memories and killing everyone Um, so at this point you're like shit everyone's pretty much fucked everyone's dead it's looking bleak you're like how the hell are they going to get out of this because they've been overpowered by these beings from other dimensions and everyone is dead. Like, literally everyone is dead. And you get Joker dragons, for fuck's sake. Yeah. They look amazing, by the way. <laughs> Spewing green fire. It looks so cool, man. And then he just said... Capullo nailed it on there. Yeah, well, if he starts to draw Joker, Joker dragons, he yeah. did it. Um, so they send the Doomsday Batman on Superman, which makes the most sense. Um, and then all the, all the Batmen obviously pick on Superman because they're going to have to. Um, but then the Flash comes and saves him thanks to Dr. Fate. And it turns out Dr. Fate has been putting together a team, uh, a little secret team in a bar, which they all seem, seem to find, think it's okay to drink. Um, they're, having a, they're having a tough time, man. Yeah. They've been invaded by dark multiverses. Bobo the monkey's there. I almost want to say the Phantom's there, but I know it's not the Phantom. Um and they're just basically saying, yeah, the world's fucked. Everyone's dead. Um, they're trying to regroup and come up with a new plan, right? Yeah, and Green Arrow reckons that they've got Nth Metal, which could defeat them. He's got a chunk of it somehow. Um, so they have to go to the centre of the multiverse at the Rock of Eternity and then um, break into... and I don't even get the plan. This is where... <laughs> This is where it's becoming too much. It it does. It became far too much. It became really annoying. And I just didn't care anymore. I just wanted to see these people fight the Batman. That was all I wanted to see. Let's talk more fighting. And we still haven't even got to the Batman who laughs, which is more annoying. So they they run off with Plastic Man because somehow Plastic Man is going to solve it. Um, Aquaman and Deathstroke run off somewhere. Superman and... The Flash run off somewhere. They all begin coming up with his plan to try and 
save the world. Um, but it turns out Superman has been pulled into a, a trap, same trap that uh, Batman was pulled into. And so that's some kind of Matrix thing going on there. Yeah. And it was... Oh, that was it. The reason they thought to go there was because they thought in the dream they could hear... Um, they thought they could hear the names being said. What was it? Diana Clark. Um, Diana Clark. Some oh, Fuck it, I don't know. I hated this. Now I'm looking back really? for it. I'm really getting really annoyed reading it, yeah? <laughs> I actually... I. The reason I kept looking forward to this every week because I was hoping... They would somebody, explain something. Explain something. I'm just getting aggro reading then, it, Chris. But then we get something good. We get the Devastator one shot. Yeah, the Devastator. This is awesome. This one's great. So then you find out there's a story of... And you've got... Um, Lobo. Lobo is there. Um, DC's Wolverine. Yeah. And it turns out that the reason this has happened is because... Uh, Batman decided that um, Superman's too dangerous um, and for some reason Superman chops off his arm they get into an argument Superman's decided uh, Superman, Batman's decided Superman's too powerful again <clears throat> wants to kill him so Superman chops off his arm to because he's really like I'm serious don't you dare come and fuck with me and then it turns out Batman, all this time, has had this secret weapon safe to turn himself into Doomsday, mm-hmm. if he needs to. And totally just kills Batman, Superman, so quickly. Like, so quickly. And he thought he could just change back, and it turns out he can't. He's stuck like this forever. Um, and again, this universe begins to close off. So Batman Who Laughs comes in to try and tell him to come with them and before he goes he does he kills all of the people as well um, so speaking of Batman who laughs next up we get the one shot so finally we get to see the origin of this now this was my favourite it was, was amazing favorite. absolutely amazing yeah it's probably one of my favourites of the whole series as well and it's so, so such a simple concept just before um, and I like love the artwork in this yeah so um, good Look at the panel work on that, man. Yeah, Joker starts killing innocent people and Batman's like, you've got to stop this and he's testing him. He's like, I am. I'm just going to start killing absolute innocent kids. I'll, I'll never stop. So Batman does the one thing that he says he wouldn't do and kills him. And as he dies, a load of smoke, green smoke, comes out of his mouth. Um, they test the smoke um, and it's... The chem- it's the chemical that made him like he is and turns you crazy. Um, Batman has inhaled it and he's been acting a little bit funny. It says for like a few days he acts a bit weird and they're all like, we're worried about you. You've done some things you wouldn't do. Like la- he laughs at someone dying um, and he's like, oh no, it's it's fine. Don't worry. They've they've called a meeting and, and he's like, no, it's fine. And he's like, I'm hoping you will call a meeting because then you wouldn't be prepared and then just totally kills them all with guns. Because he has, he's gone absolutely mad. And because he's mad, but he's still Bruce Wayne, he knows how to kill everyone. And just goes around totally destroying this world. Um, and the people in it, and all the heroes in it. Um, and it gets fucking brutal, and he ends up sat on the throne of dead people, 
with some boys he's dressed up as Robins who are also crazy. He's got them chained up who will eat people. They're um, absolutely terrifying, by the way. The way they, they are. The way they crow. Well, the sound effects, you can imagine them being like birds ah! just crowing. Like, that shit needs to happen on, on screen. It would be terrifying. And Barbados comes to him first and says, you can come work for me. You can, there are countless worlds left for you to kill. And he's like, of course, I'm not done yet. I could kill everyone. Um, I'm going to go and he goes, I need you to recruit some people. So he goes out to recruit all of, of course, the uh, the Batmen that we've seen. Yeah, and, awesome uh, stuff. And so the next one shot is Batman Lost. <coughs> now, Batman, obviously, like I said... He in the main story, Batman kidnapped. is trapped in this Matrix jobby where he's sort of in his own head. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of that and what is basically going on with Batman and... I love this one, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was freaky, freaky as, fuck. as fuck. And I like the difference in artwork as well. Yeah, it, I, I really did it. Love looks it looks like classic, classic 1930s yeah. Batman. Again, some really deep cuts there um, where they're talking about... He's, he's telling a girl a story, right? Yeah. Who, in the end, turns out to be some real creepy shit going on. Um, but he's saying about when the first time he went out and fought crime and it's, like, conflicted and... and He's talking about his first appearance in the comics and stuff like that. And it's just like so clever, these little subtle touches that they put in. And then he begins to remember that none of this is real anyway. Um, the story he's being told is a story that we were hearing before about the very beginning of time with the, f- four tr- the three tribes and the fourth one showing up. But he's realising something's not right, he shouldn't be here. And it shows like there's been an occult with, within this with about all these um, tribes throughout the decades, the centuries, um, and at the end of the day, um, he starts like recalling stories incorrectly. They shouldn't be how they are. Yeah. Um, and like he begins to think he's going crazy, and at the very end of it, he. What does he do? He has even purple gloves on as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And at the very end, the child's like, uh, no, this is how it is. And then the child turns into the weird Joker child. Um, and like it's like the exorcist or something. Yeah, it's so creepy. Man. Um, and then he, like, he realises he's in this dream and he's got to try and get out of it somehow. And he confronts Barbatos face on. Awesome splash page. A lot going on, a lot of different different Batmen, if you look closely at some of them. Um, and it's showing how, then he begins to show them, oh, all these other versions killed all your friends again and again. And Batman becomes afraid, and you see a side and you don't normally see, but he's like, I don't want to see it, I don't want to look, please stop showing me. He goes, well, it's easy, stop looking for this and just go back to how you were. And he goes, okay. And he's just stuck now listening to that story were reasons to that child. Yeah, it's a really clever issue. I like it is. That. Well, you can see why Batman would say there because then he's got to face what's actually happening and he doesn't want it. So next up, we got Hawkman found. Um, yeah, I, I'm already going to say. So by I, this, this has one of my favorite covers. Yeah, it's a lovely looking cover, but yeah. it's one of the worst ones to read. So by this point, we're we're past balls deep in it, mate. 
we're, we're really in fist elbow deep. We really need to get into the Hawkman story here to progress with the with, with anything going on. And I just don't really get what's going on. I'm not going to lie. Like it goes to the ancient times of the Hawkman. Um, Hawkman is remembering that somehow these Hawk people would attack him, and his and the, the people and the humans, but they were in spaceships. He goes aboard to kill them. He ends up finding some um, the like the weapons, and he remembers who he is from these weapons. That he's always been the Hawkman. Um, whether that's because he can see through time or something, I don't know. And then he begins to see the Forge of Worlds, where everything began. And by the way, if you're listening to this and going, I don't know what you're talking about, neither do I. <laughs> and. Um, he threatens this. He's having a fight with a Hawkman, and he says, "I'll kill all his family." And he's like, "No, no, I will stop you forever. I will become the Hawkman." Um, <clears throat> but because he does it now, um, Barbados turns him bad and turns him into this giant hawk, which is fucking cool looking. But oh yeah, Matt I, fuck. <laughs> I, I honestly don't really know what happened. I, I don't. I read. I honestly, I read this one. Four times. <laughs> and not because you love this so much. No, I kept Just thinking, I kept thinking am I missing something here? Yeah. And this was one of my major problems. So, we move on to Metal, issue four. Which, by the way, again, great cover. It actually looks like it would be an album cover of a metal band in the like, late 70s or something. Um, so, then it begins by... Telling another fucking story of <laughs> it's a recap of everything we've just been over. Now, why did Scott Snyder think we needed a recap of everything that's just happened? Because he obviously knows that this is too much. It's far too much. It's horrible. Um, Batman, uh, sorry, Superman comes back to rescue Batman somehow. Um, and Bruce is lost to it. He doesn't want to come back. He says he's seen too much. He doesn't want to live. Wonder Woman um, and a few other people are fighting back. Um, if I'm being vague, it's because I just at this point everything's going on. For some reason, Green Lantern and um, Mister Terrific are wheeling that egg towards um, Omnar Sin, who we don't know. Like you said. Star of the Conqueror comes back, which is a funny little thing, but it again, it was just pure fan service. It didn't really add anything to the storyline, and I dream Sandman guys back, and I just I I challenge anyone who read this to be able to narrate this better than I am. I just don't know what is going on on any of the pages. The whole point is the characters don't know what's going on. It's They can't tell what's a dream and what's reality. But in between this, he's trying to tell us um, a story of people doing various things. To, you know what's a really, really good example of how, of how this story is possible and tellable, right? Doctor Who. The end of time storyline where uh, uh, Davros has created... Has figured out how he can split atoms. Oh yeah! Now think yeah. of all the different stories yeah. that are happening at once. In that, on yeah. top of the main one, and it's an end of world thing, and people being displaced, and you're learning stuff, mm. and there's a dark world. Mm. It 
flows. Mm. It completely flows. Everything makes sense. People go on their own own storylines. Like at one point, um, Catherine Tate is completely separate from the entire storyline with a Doctor cloned from the arm of uh, the Doctor that's from another series. It all makes sense. I see where, yeah, I see where you're this coming from. This does not! There's, yeah, but, it, it, you know, if you look at that Doctor Who episode, it doesn't have half of the amount of characters that they have in this book. So that's why I'm putting that blame does on. It? Does it not really? There's way more characters in metal. Than it has the children Doctor. of time. I'm, I'm going to, well, I see where you're coming from. But I feel like and then after superpowers it, as well, you know. It's I a, know. Um, so Superman and Batman get to like the end of time, the Forge of Worlds, and now the giant fucking hawks are. <laughs> and and there we get issue five of issue metal. Five of metal. By this time, I was just buying it to complete the fucking collection because I knew. And now this is the first time we've Have seen Bar- check- Barbados. Had you checked out by this point? I've checked out by now. Right, really? Oh, I've well checked out by now. The one-shots kept me going. I yeah. think it, I think the one-shots hadn't carried on. Yeah. But the, the Batman, Batman, lo- Batman lost... Uh, I, I don't know. If DC Metal had just been these six of those first two, I probably would have dropped off after oh, really? a second. Yeah. Wow. Um, we see Barbados finally. I'm like, right. He says, is it that time, my night? Yet the sinking has stopped. Superman escaped the battery. If the heroes find the metal they seek. And they're like, no, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Everything is going to be fine. And that's it. That's Barbados gone again. So now we're back to them fighting the giant hawk. Uh, Mr. Terrific and Green Lantern. Um, on their mission. Deathstroke and Aquaman. Who I've totally forgotten about. Are back on their mission. Master Manhunter is back again. Uh, Wonder Woman is fa- f- um, fighting Black Black. Adam, um, yeah, just, there's some fantastic artwork, there's some, like, the Batman Who Laughs is, the Batman Who Laughs is the bigger enemy in this to me, mm-hmm. <coughs> Barbados, he appears more, um, yeah, Black Manta there as well, Black Manta appears, um, I, I think one of the reasons why I really enjoyed this book was the sheer amount of characters that we had in there. And I think that might be one of the reasons why you didn't enjoy it as much, because maybe they tried too hard with throwing too many in there. They did. There was but just... I loved it, because, I don't know, I just, I like that. I like seeing all these different characters and all this action. The amount of action going on towards the end of this was insane. Right, well, we get the last one shot here, the last tie-in issue, which was Dark Knight's Rising, The Wild Hunt. Which I want to point out as well, the titles are very metal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah. dead long titles. The and Wild stuff. Hunt. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the cover to this. Love it. Um, so then this oh this one I've just opened it real. <laughs> this was the one where all the chimps came down. This is where I the literally Batman came. Batman came down. I the the perfect gift to represent how I feel on this one. Is that one of Ron Swanson just walking up with his computer to the skip and just throwing it in? That's I, it. I was gone by this. I, I lo- was reading this not knowing anything. I loved this, you know. I really loved it. Again, dead fan servicey. That panel where you see all of the Batman and all of the 
multiverse monkeys. I thought that my mind was blown. You saw Red Rain Batman, like all these like Elseworlds Batman. It just looks so cool. But this this thing that this story, this power story, which has not been touched on since the very beginning in the slight panel of all these people on this island, I just didn't I was like, where's this come from? What's this about? And then all Multiverses. And then it goes into Um all the all the Batmen are having some dialogue with each other. Barbados the only thing Barbados says in this, and I think this just sums him up in one thing. Screech! Fucking is you? I don't even know what he is. I don't yeah, know but he, he, he looks awesome. It sort of says anti-music in the corner. <laughs> it's honestly you gotta take it with like a pinch of salt and a, a light heart, man. Like I don't know. It's just and Barry Allen somehow comes back for it all. Barry Allen remembers who he is and takes over the body that Bruce Wayne took. The bad Bruce Wayne took over. So now he goes to help. So they've lost a Batman. When it comes to comics, I'm a very visual guy. And if something looks cool, you've got me. And this looked so cool. I get It might what have mean. been convoluted with the story and the concept, but I just thought it looked boss. And I just loved the idea of the whole thing. Oh, no. I just, I, I just had no idea what was going on throughout this. Every time it seemed like I got a concept of it, I, 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 I didn't. Um, yeah... This, and at the end, fucking monkey Batman, monkey Aquaman, with a gecko or whatever on his shoulder. Um, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> so, we're, get, we're coming on to the last issue now. Dark Knight, this, this Metal is where issue 6. All my eggs were now on this basket. And at this point, you were like... I needed this to make sense. I needed this to wrap everything up in a nice bow. Just tell me what's going on. I did it. No, because Barbados, right? So Barbados is there and he's doing what he's done this entire time, clinging to this thing. Like, he's not threatened me at all. He's just sat there, like, like, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, he reminds me of like when you, if, if you were naked and cold in the dark and you didn't know what to do, you know, I, I just hated him. And then Wonder Woman is fighting back and she's doing well. And then they shout, leave. And then people show up out of nowhere. Um, Plastic Man's released and goes ape, and this is why I want to know what does what can Plastic Man do? Is it is it how powerful is he? Because they make out like he's the ultimate weapon. Which in that case, like, why haven't they used him since? Why is he not? Why do I not know too much about him? Um, Barbados um, starts to oh, this was cool. Oh yeah, sorry, that's that that's that splash page I was talking about. It's in issue six. I love that. Well, all the Elseworld Batman start coming yeah. out. So the Dark Knight one. Um, that's from... I know that's the one from um, Red Sun, Superman. Um, it's quite good. I like... I, I like. See, but this is... What I want. My, my one would have been... There's a load of... Bat, the Justice League versus the bad Batman. This is massive battle. You can each have them all having their own little things. And each issue is them battling. And you know what? how, how they save the day. They go, well, they brought for a load of bad Batman. Let's bring in all the good Batman. And that would have <laughs> been... That would have been amazing. And you've got such a tribute to Batman. Instead, Too much Batman, though. No. It's a Batman comic. Instead, you've got a giant Joker dragon. Um... So much dialogue. I don't know what's going on. It's really a Justice League book, to be honest. It is, and you know what? I don't like Avengers, and I don't like Justice League, and it's for this reason. 
Um, all the bad guys start saying, we'll help you too. Um, there's... But, but there's this awesome bit coming up, man. With the Joker. The Joker who... Did you not like this bit? This was amazing. What, where the Joker decides to take on the Batman who laughs? Did you not just turn the page and go, oh. Yes, but see, this this entire bit here, right? So we've got a fight with Batman and the Batman who laughs. This is what we've all been waiting for, right? Yeah. And then the Joker turns up. You know, like, it's so cool, man. And I, in the, his, his motivation's perfect. I want to kill him because he's Batman. And Only I'll... I'm allowed to kill Batman. Yeah, so I'll kill Batman... And you can't have my Batman because he's my Batman, which I thought was amazing. And he but, chops off his fingers. Yeah, and he I, uses I, his gut. He, he uses his flower to squirt him. I love. I loved all that. Yeah, I did. Love all <laughs> that. You liked something about but it, but it was. But that could have been the whole book. It could have been the whole book. Little things like that. Right. Okay. But instead, and then again, you go to this thing where Barbados is destroyed somehow. We've missed the battle with Barbados has been missed because this battle was better and was more important. Scott Snyder knew it. Barbados is a shite character, and then they just send some woman flies up and flies through his chest backwards, um, and then they all go together and they all hold hands and start singing, and the world gets better all of a sudden. And then they're all having a dinner party. <laughs> what a delightful time! I'm not. I'm being serious. People listening, they're all in the tuxedos. Having a lovely tea party. You know what's awesome? This next page, right? Or is it the one after? Where they're having they're having a party and Swamp Thing's wearing like a bow tie. Oh, there, oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. They have a disco. They yeah. have a disco. It's, I love that. That made me laugh so much. Swamp Thing. With <laughs> a fucking bow tie, tie on. Um, honestly, I hated this. Now I'm looking back. <laughs> like, I think if we hadn't gone through this... Week by week, I was, I was very, very slowly, minusculely worked away, and I kind of checked out, but I kind of put it down to maybe just that this wasn't the right title for me and stuff like that. And if you'd have asked me, I would have given it maybe a seven out of ten. This run for me now, going through it and realizing what it was episodically, it's a fucking, it's terrible. Really? Oh, I like. Wow. Give me the single issues any day. Give me that little fight scene. There's, you like the one shots? The one shots, of the great. Dark Knights. Yeah. The one shots were great. The yeah. actual main run, artwork's very nice. Concept is a great idea. Someone just should have been allowed to say to Scott Snyder, "No." Editorial should have stepped in. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Far too much. I mean, I feel like I've talked a lot. Snyder's over, over editorial now. I mean, they will never tell him to rate it. To, I mean, you've told me that you liked. All the pictures. You like the fan service. Mm-hmm. But forget pictures and fan service. Story. What? Tell me what you liked about it. I yeah. liked how big and bombastic it was. Mm-hmm. I loved the action in it. I just... I like the concept of it. I get where you're coming from. I completely do. Do you think it was more style over substance though yes completely even though there was a lot of substance to this yeah because this is well that's a good point because style over substance implies a lack of substance this is oversaturated this is substance over style but not in a good way but it looked great it looked great so it had the style and it had the substance it had the thing is it had the style you had Capullo 
on the reams of the artwork. So it had the style. That was a covered. And he had other artists guests, and they did fantastically as well, bar Ramita Jr. Um, so all he needed was to get the story. And a simple story would have done, but he's gone on this mad tangent. I, I honestly can picture him just there on acid smoking a joint while he's coming up with this. And then I'll fucking put a monkey in a fucking Batman suit. And... <laughs> Oh, you know what I'll do? Joker dragons. Fucking Joker dragons. Uh, and... To finish it all off, we'll have a big old party and put Swamp Thing in there. And... Yeah. I'll give him a bow tie. That'd be great. Yeah, I really... <laughs> I, I, I almost... I see this as kind of... in. It's insulting as a Batman fan. I see wow. it as... I think it's... you Because you've made me realise why. I think this is really great as a Justice League comic. Yeah. But as a Batman comic, to advertise this as Batman, Dark yeah. Knights, Metal, yeah. and we're seal the Knights, if it were not for the one issues, I'd actually say that was totally false advertising. Mm. I, I see where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, Batman sells. Batman does it. I'm wearing Batman. My Batman hat, I wear that all the time. I didn't wear that for this podcast. I wear it all the time. Batman sells. I get that. I just did not enjoy this ride at all. Fair enough. I think we've come from... Opposing sides on this one because no, I, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. someone enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I, I really did enjoy it, and I'm going to reread it again at some point. Well, if you've made it this far, <laughs> thanks for listening to this podcast. And please, please let us know what you thought of Dark Knight's Metal. Are you in agreement with me, or did you hate it like JB? Leave your comments in the section below on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you're listening to it on iTunes, be sure to um, leave us a review. That would be great. And share it about with your friends. And if you haven't been there already, go and check out the website, www.talknerdy.uk. There you'll find all our other podcasts, some vlogs and blogs and loads of shit. And more importantly, interact with us. We love your interaction and your input. If you want to be on the show, one of the podcasts, one of our live streams, whatever, email us, talknerdyuk at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Keep talking nerdy. Keep talking nerdy. Metal! I hate you.
try to win for why we do not know.